you're about to enjoy a free episode of The Dull Crayons. To support the show and earn cool rewards, stop by our Patreon page at patreon.com slash dullcrayons. When we hit 25 supporters, we will release the second set of Llama Llama Red Pajama Freestyles by yours truly and BX Tony, and you know you want to hear those. You can also support us by throwing us some star magic and writing a review on iTunes. And as always, stay dull, carry snacks. Good morning, boys and girls. Today, we'll be learning all about... Dull crayons. are back in the crayon box. I am Gabriel Zuger coming to you live from the Freddie D Studios. This is the uh, this is the midwinter recess edition. This is also the PD episode for those of you out there that don't know that doesn't just stand for Perfect Diana, who is also joining us tonight. Diana, how are you? Some people are off this week, <laughs> and some people aren't. And I won't tell you who's who, because you can probably guess. Oh, how the other half live. Um, you know what, though? I get two weeks off for spring break in April Instead of one week and one week, and I would much rather have two weeks off in a row. Yeah, we've got a real upstairs downstairs situation. Some on people our hands. do like one week and one week, but I'm like, now nah, I can go on a way longer trip. So I mean, look, I've I've said it before on on this podcast. I've said it before in my professional life, and I'll continue to say it. I I do believe I would give up my entire summer vacation, my entire summer vacation, if you told me. That I never had to come to work again on another Monday. If you told me I could have three day weekends, weekends every single day, and we've also talked about it being aren't true. there like literally schools in the Midwest that have four day weeks anyway? Yes, but that's that's due to lack of funding, <laughs> not due to like sign me up. No, not no, no. due to like that's people like, getting their I lives together. Twenty five thousand dollars a year but, and I live in Kansas. But if you but but if you if you think there aren't countries out there that do that and have four day work weeks or have siestas in the middle of the day. Like, look, we, we know. Tell me Finland has siestas, Mondays off, and their kids are, like, still the highest scoring ever. They also don't start school until, like, the age of seven. Yeah, and, yeah. like, their all teachers of get, like, five-year maternity leave or something. Yeah, yeah, all of that's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, no, seriously, uh, I mean, we, we did a study just the other day that said that, you know, uh, the, uh, Americans work more work more hours, more days, oh, yeah. are harder working than like any other country for less money, less satisfaction. Yeah. There's like no happiness. My Sicilian cousins do not understand any of it. No. Like I don't we, understand any of they, it either. Also the concept of having of going to school like college, university, yeah. or even high school yeah. and having a weekend job or a summer job was like the most foreign concept to them. Right. They're like, but your job is university. No. Right. No? no? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's not. But it's not. Well, but right. But, but also this is... their university is like cost a fraction of what we pay. So it's well, anyway. Because they should We're doing cost it anything. all. It, the point is we're doing it all. We're doing it wrong. all. We're doing it all wrong. Exactly. And and it is proven that if we if we actually cut hours down during the work week, if we even cut an entire day off of the work week, do you know what would happen? We'd get more productive right we'd actually get more done and also be happier right that's what we call a win fucking win, win fucking win like when am i gonna get all my literacy in though no i know i could just see teachers like they don't have enough time as it is but yeah and then then you throw on then you throw on the universal uh, child care and then uh, you know as as elizabeth warren said on uh you know cable the other night that is a win, 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 right. baby. Um, that's my Elizabeth Warren plug. Even though we are we are Bernie Bros over here uh, <laughs> on the on the in the crayon box. She's running. Uh, she is running. She's running hard. But anyway, I'm way off topic because this is no, again right. this is the PD episode. And for those of you that are in the know, you know that PDs come in many forms. 
professional development could come in the form of, uh, I don't know, somebody coming to your job and teaching you mindfulness practices or how to stretch at your table, uh, at your desk or like, I don't know, math, uh, math, math curriculum. Oh my God. The math stuff is really good. Math that, PDs are a lot of fun. Yeah, I actually math love... PDs are math a good PDs fucking are time. the best because you get to do all these cool math games. The literacy ones... Yeah, take my fucking life. Uh, Orton take Gil- it away. I have, I, have, I have PTSD from Orton Gillingham. Oh, yeah. Major PTSD but the, from that training. But the other form that PDs can come in, and because and, and, we all know that uh, some of our best learning is done from field trips, is by going to other sites. Sure. And seeing what happens in other places. Going to other, visiting other schools, even for like four hours is like the most learning you can do. Even, even if like nobody's guiding you. Like if you, if you just Walking get plopped, around, that's it. Just popping. Just looking in the hallways, sort of like what's shadow, happening. Yeah, looking, yeah. You can even, you can look at bulletin boards with no freaking kids in the school. No context. On a holiday, yeah. like if they're on vacation and you still get a lot. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. You would know so much. There would be so many takeaways and things that There's you might a, even um, use. I, we're going to implement it in my school. It's called Pineapple PD. Okay. And I don't know exactly how it works, but look it up. It's um, it's like it's like a chart where you sign like this teacher signs up for your class, but then but then coverage happens, so everyone in your school can like see each other's classrooms and it can happen on a daily oh, basis. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're always and talking think, about like, that I, in because schools, about seeing what each other do. And then it's like, oh, yeah, but how do we do that without like, like getting a, a sub to come called, in? Right. This yeah. is called Pineapple PD. And That's I think brilliant. it's because like like the flaps of a pineapple overlap, overlap or something. and like triangulate. I, we, we, someone looked it up. Yeah. Someone sent the link around and we're like, oh my God, we're so going to do that because it requires no work. Right. And then we didn't do it. But I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to open up that can of worms again and be like, hey guys, what's up with this I pineapple? think that's great. It's that's like, it's, it's like an app or something. I don't even well, know. And, and the cool thing about that is it's, it's kind of like doing a field trip but it's within your own school right it's Which, like going to see another another existence you, yeah but you but you're really just down the hall and you're like oh my god i had no idea that sherry did that that's or so I had no, great what a great song yeah yeah you like sometimes you're like oh my god they're a great teacher and you've like never seen them teach. exactly yeah no idea no you idea just, what, like, what like goes them on in their room. yeah totally right Right. Anyway. Right. So PD comes in all forms. PD comes in all and forms. And I think the point is, what you're trying to make, Gabriel, is that we both have visited schools recently. We both have visited schools. So Diana is going to start with with her experience, uh, and then uh, and we'll we'll uh, should we of, read the article first, or we'll should we just talk that. about my experience? Why don't you um Why don't you give us a little a context a little context of it? Sure, sure. So I had a um. I had a teacher uh, that I worked with, and she was ready to move on and try something different. Um, and so she uh, applied and is now a founding teacher of WeGrow, which is the schools that start that uh, WeWork started this past September. So September of 2018, WeWork in their HQ, which is in uh, Chelsea. Chelsea, correct. In their HQ, they dedicated like a separate entrance, like like a floor, and they blew out this space, made this gorgeous open space for a school. They hired a. Um, they hired a couple. A, a lot of teachers. Danish, no, a Danish architect, yes. I believe, to come in and really yes. just. It's all work like that natural place. blonde wood yeah. with like the natural looking green astroturfy carpets. And the cushions that look like rocks, you know that that typical big it's, windows, it's, tons yeah, of light. It's that it's that new s- private school look oh, that yeah. everyone's going oh, for. Oh yeah, yeah. And like there's climbing spaces, but they're they're not also they're not only climbing spaces, they're also nooks for studying nooks, and reading. Yep, yeah, yeah. It's funny like when you see it's so funny when you see like 3D renderings of nooks, and it, their kids are always common reading together, but then like. The actual situation of nooks is it just becomes a playground. Of course, always. Yeah. No one ever. They, they never think about that. No. And then, yeah. No. So. Um. Yeah. The the idea of Zen so anyway, gardens around kids. It was absolutely it's gorgeous. Just a sandbox, guys. Really, really nice. The coffee station was dope. I bet. There's like a, a cafe in the front for the parents. So once they they drop off the kids, um, there's like this like you know like booths. 
like and the parents can make their like coffee and they had like every creamer selection you can think of wait are you sure you didn't write this article for the post because now it sounds like you're straight up quoting no i didn't even read the post article okay okay uh like there was it was i didn't know did you know that there's turmeric creamer who knew there's like dairy free. Well, I know, I know that keto I know creamer. That turmeric, it was like everything. I know that turmeric was trending as of like five months ago as like the new superfood that everybody was putting. Well, they, it was the new apple cider vinegar that everybody oh, was putting in everything. Creamer. But I didn't realize there was a creamer. There was it. that. There was like uh, the dairy free keto one, and then there was like there was so many. I've never heard of half of these creamers, and they're frother. Their hand frother. It was so good. I actually went home and bought it on wow. Amazon. It was that good. Wow. I needed that frother. I see that little cross promotion there. We just went from WeWork to Amazon yeah. to I mean, yeah. to Creamer. Uh, it's, yeah. it's seamless. It's like seamless how it so happens. Anyway, I think my friend generally is very happy there. Um, you know, it's there, of course, small classes and all the kids that currently go there are kids whose parents work for WeWork. Right. Not for kids whose parents are at a WeWork, but work right. for actual They work WeWork. for the company. And so most the, of them are by coastal. What what I recall what I recall from the uh, original story that we did of this a couple of years ago was uh, that their initial class was like six students. Uh, one of the kids being the direct child of the CEOs, Rebecca and uh, Andrew well, yeah, Newworth. Sure. Um, and and that, uh, not Newworth, Newman. Newman? Newman, maybe? Yeah. Uh, I forget. I'm sure it's um, in the article. Yeah, it's yeah. in there. Um, and, and that, like you're saying, the other like five came from, as you're saying, other like WeWork execs and, and people in the business. Yeah. I Yes. Yeah, so because of that... Uh, from what my friend said, a lot of the kids are bicoastal and a lot of them aren't there right now. Huh. I don't know where they're going to school. Also, a heavy Hebrew-speaking community where they got a Hebrew immersion program. Right. Their two programs like, are Mandarin and Hebrew. But which Mandarin is... is not immersion. <laughs> okay, I see. They have like a Mandarin teacher, but I think the Hebrew is immersion, but the okay. Mandarin is not. Right. Maybe it's advertised another way. Well, he's he uh, the CEO uh, again. I got to get this name right. Not that it's important, um, but he is. Uh, Maybe they're going towards Mandarin immersion. He is American you know, Israeli, so that's, oh, that's why that's where heavy, that comes from. Okay, that's where the Hebrew part came from. Yeah. Okay, but uh, yes. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's just be honest. You are not a private school in New York City. If you don't have a Mandarin immersion program, it's like, if you don't have that, like, I don't know. Adam Newman. That's his name. Adam, Adam Newman. Newman. Yeah. Adam and Rebecca Newman. Um, so, so yeah, let's, let's outline the context a little bit more and then we'll get to this post thing. So it is, it is a private school. Correct. Right now it is, uh, I think it's, uh, I think they're preschool two classes. two year old. Yeah. It's, are pretty full. Like it's two 10 year to old kids. to uh, I think there's like one to fourth, fourth grade. There's, I think there's a fourth grader. Right, exactly. Um, and uh, and it's in Chelsea, and uh, yeah, I think that's really the only context I I want to give for this. Uh, and sure. then we'll then we'll Beautifully get to the article and then we'll. Space. I've yeah. been in there personally. All right, Gorgeous. so here's here's the post take. This coming from uh, November eighteenth, two thousand eighteen. So this school year, this academic school year. Uh, parents swear this NYC school is a utopia. That's the headline sure. from the New York Post. Great. For Tribeca parents, Dor Benchderet and Davina Rosenbaum, morning drop-off involves a lot more than just saying goodbye to daughter Noi, five, and son, Ott, three. How do you Once, spell O-H-T. O-H-T. Once the family arrives at school, the day begins with a music circle where parents and children sing along and dance to Beatles and Disney songs in a space dubbed the Magic Meadow, a green carpeted island amidst pale wood fixtures, all designed by an avant-garde Danish architect. Afterwards, parents troop over to a lounge area for socializing and free coffee, just like you said, Diana. Yeah, yeah. Quote, you're walking into a fun concert experience. It's, the, it's a highlight of our day, said Rosenbaum who runs a design studio for her with her husband, a futurist. Welcome to WeGrow, a progressive new... I don't know. It's in quotes. That means the Post doesn't know what a futurist is either. 
Welcome to We Grow, a progressive new... Listen, we're only reading this because sometimes the post just gets it done. I don't agree with anything they ever say, but this is like, this is their journalism at its finest. Welcome to WeGrow, a progressive new pre-K and elementary school from WeWork, the shared workspace company, and housed in its Tribeca, in its Chelsea headquarters. All right, so now is where this gets really fun for me, because this is where we're going to do a lot of play later. Okay. The $42,000 a year curriculum, which is nothing. 42 is nothing. Whatever. 42 is like... 42 is okay. That's actually like on the low end. Yeah, it's decent. Of private school. 42 is fine. In New York City. 36,000 for preschoolers, three to four, and 22,000 for two-year-olds. That's a bargain. It is a bargain. Yeah. Believe it or not. Other schools would have you pay the full price for those Mm two-year-olds. Um... Or at least 40. So the the 42,000 a year curriculum is a slick mishmash of Montessori, New Age philosophy, and Silicon Valley capitalism set amongst architecture design worthy interiors. I could not have written a better sentence myself. Honestly. That is exactly the post and I would that I is never exactly would say exactly what this is. The the only thing they didn't say what they didn't say the magic words of Reggio Emilia. But they 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 hinted at yeah, it Reggio, with the Montessori. they they hinted at it with the architecture and right, the you know natural. the wood yeah yeah okay. okay oh that's the other thing my friend said there is not a single piece of plastic allowed in the building oh well we're gonna get to plastic and tech in a second yeah. just a couple of months into the school year parents and their children are thrilled with the highly branded experience but some in the education world caution that it could end up being yet another failed attempt by techie types to revolutionize mm-hmm. schools yeah. <clears throat> enter Gabriel. Uh, while the WeWork name conjures images of millennials glued to laptops, technology is used sparingly at WeGrow, which, as we've addressed before, it's the people in the know. Listen, cigarette execs don't let their kids smoke cigarettes, right? Because they know it'll kill them. Yeah, and Silicon Valley And Silicon Valley, Valley yeah, people yeah, don't, don't let, let their, their kids, kids code. <laughs> they don't let their kids use laptops. They don't let their kids have smart boards in their classrooms. Or iPads. Or iPads. Because they know that shit is crack. Um, <laughs> a, few, a major feature of the curriculum is weekly trips to a farm in Westchester where the kids spend time. All right, I'm going to skip the farm part. But not part. in the winter. I'm going to skip the farm part anyway because it's their farm. It's the Newman's farm. Apparently it's they, whatever. Apparently they take like a real slick coach bus. Okay. There. Now we're getting a the nice quotes. Bus. Now we're getting the more kind. quotes. The future of preparing your children for the world is focusing on compassion and entrepreneurship said Anja Tyson, who first read about the school on Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop website and decided to send her five-year-old Matilda there. So I, that's just a mouthful for me. So read about it on, on Gwyneth's site. Okay. Yeah. You know, because you got to read your, your Goop, your, your, your right. celeb blog, um, and then decided to send Matilda there. Guess what? Gio's friend from college named their daughter Matilda that name is on the rise. I bet it is. Matilda is a hot name right now if you're under the age she of She notes, this, were, this woman notes, she notes how Matilda no longer struggles with separation anxiety as she did at other schools. Quote, the Industrial Revolution era of education is outmoded in current society. Who, who the fuck is this She woman? probably doesn't have separation issues because she, she's not... Because there's was, five other kids in the building? Well, also because she was probably two or three, and that's hard. But then, like, once you're five, you don't have separation issues as much anymore. Also, it wasn't, clearly it wasn't the daughter having separation issues. It was the mom not feeling comfortable dropping the daughter off in whatever classroom of 32 she was dropping her off in. But now, she feels or so she comfortable. Went, or she went no, to Washington separation anxiety is always, is always 75% on the parent and 25% on the kid. Come but on. also, like... Unless when, the kid has an IEP. How many five-year-olds do you know that have separation issues? Not many. So, like, that's the other thing. Like, she's like, she doesn't have separation issues anymore because she's five. Right. She outgrew them. People don't know that their kids stop. But then where does she get this idea? This the, the industrial revolution era of education is outmoded in current society. I mean, I agree with that, but we don't teach industrial revolution classrooms anymore. Like we don't have kids sit. The industrial revolution classroom was was based around the Model T and, and, and Henry right. Ford. And it was kids sitting at 
designated workstations sitting in rows and never getting up and doing like conveyor belt style activities. We haven't done that for decades now. But I guess you could say like if a kid's in a public school and is doing a worksheet, the same worksheet that everyone else is doing, then yes, you are doing industrial style. I doubt her child was going to a school like that at three they, years they weren't old, already though. going to a school like that this is a this is this so you're dro- no preschool in new york city is like that even the public ones so correct so her daughter never had that experience this is also a millionaire living in chelsea who gets to take her daughter to to school every day and pick her daughter up right, every day because and it's whatever. a beautifully appointed space and of course she feels comfortable there absolutely all right, I'm going to continue. It might have been prettier than her last preschool. The school is the brainchild of Rebecca Newman, the chief brand officer at WeWork and the wife of CEO Adam Newman. She was dissatisfied with their daughter's kindergarten experience and couldn't find any better alternatives for first grade. I want to say this again. She didn't like, Rebecca Newman didn't like her own daughter's kindergarten experience and couldn't bear to think of her daughter going anywhere else for first grade. Okay, first of all, bitch. I've got a few options for you. You live... No, 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 wait. You live in Chelsea. I've got three options for you off the bat. You've got the Little Red Schoolhouse, you've got City and Country, and you've got Avenues, all of which would give you exactly... Chelsea Day School. Gotcha. Beginnings? Beginnings. Oh, my God. Beginnings is amazing. Amazing. Beginnings is one of the coolest places ever. ever. Um... There are so many choices. I'll give you a ninth choice. <laughs> Take your daughter home and keep her there and homeschool her like no, all of the other the nut same. jobs. No, it's not the same because I'll tell you why it's not the same because Adam is all about building community. That's what we work is about. I watched a few Adam videos. Well, that makes today. sense. It's a shared workspace. It's exactly. that, that philosophy makes total sense. The philosophy is we want you to share the coffee bar. Just like at WeWork, we want you to share the ping pong table and and, and the, the and that and, and the, their coffee bar. And the beer bongs and yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. And uh, get ideas and network. And I think that's a right. great idea. Yeah, you know I what? Think- that idea already exists. It was called the neighborhood public school. That's a community. <laughs> You can't tell me that's not a community. That's already a community. Unlike anything else, bringing families together. It already exists. Okay, I'm moving. But it was free. Quote: We couldn't find the school that uh, uh, we couldn't find the school that we felt would nurture growth, her spirit as well as her mind. Newman, a mother of five and certified. Juva Mukti, yoga instructor who studied with the Dalai Lama, told Fast Company. These children come into the world. They are very evolved. They are very special. They're spiritual. They're all natural entrepreneurs, natural humanitarians. And then it would seem like we squash it all out of them in the education system. All right, this is the last paragraph I'm going to read. I swear to God. No, maybe two more. After that morning circle, the 46 students, 46 students in the entire building from pre-K through fourth grade, enjoy a 25 minute mindfulness and meditation period dubbed We Practice. Uh, The rest of the morning is spent learning Hebrew or Mandarin and dabbling in robotics and engineering, along with more traditional subject matter, all taught with a transdisciplinary approach. Following a midday moment of gratitude and a vegetarian lunch, there's free time for reading and two periods devoted to art classes. The nine teachers make effort to cater to people's unique interests, and Newman has said the goal of the curriculum is to help students identify their superpowers and discover how to use them to help others. Uh, listen, look, I, all credit to her. That's a great line. Yeah. That, that should be the goal of every teacher. Sure. And, and I believe that is genuinely the goal great. of education. And then education. when the kids get to first grade in that school, all the parents would be like, why isn't my kid reading? I mean that that is gonna come to bite them. We've seen this. We've seen we've, this before. We've definitely seen this story we've before. We've seen this at Blue School. We've seen this at other startup schools we've, where it's a magical utopia. Yes. And of course, all the parents are happy because they've been parents for two or three years. These are and they don't facts. and they're like, oh my god, I'm a mom, and being a mom has been the greatest thing of my life. And they don't like a lot of these people like usually have a lot of money coming in well let's go back let's go back to the very opening of this article and then all of a sudden like of course they're they're not concerned with academics yet 
because they don't need to be and they want to nurture their children socially and that's great but then all of a sudden when their kids don't know how to read or do math or add or whatever then they all panic let's go back let's go back to the very opening of this article uh, to get at exactly what you're saying diana this again the quote from rosenbaum you're walking into this fun concert experience it's a highlight of our day First of all, she said our day, meaning me and my husband's day, right. not even me and my child's day. Right. I'm reading into that. Second of all, sure. school isn't supposed to be a fun concert experience. Is it supposed to be fun? Yes. Are there supposed to be concerts? Yes. But they're in like the but winter. It's like not every minute of school. That's not it's what it your is. Your child's being entertained. Yeah. That is not the That's point. Barney. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, everybody would love to go to the Wiggles every single day of their life. But, but like you're saying, but what Diana, you get out but of what, it? yeah, but what, not that I love the SATs, but what are you going to get on your SATs from that? And right. how are you going to go to Harvard with and that? And even the most parents who were like, I am so progressive. I don't care about, oh. I don't compare my child to other kids. I want to, like, it's all about their growth. I would say maybe 4% of parents actually really believe that. And the other rest of the world is literally lying to you. Yeah. Because all of a sudden they're like, so if you don't ever have tests, how is my child going to take a test and get into college? Absolutely. No, so the and there are studies. There are there are certain models of schools, like the IB, where a kid right. will not take a single test their whole life. Right. Take the SATs and do better than everybody else. Sure. Because they've already like, because of their inquiry based education, they're like, hmm, I see this is trying to trick me. And 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 I think that that's what I think that that's what these people are trying to do. And I think that that's that's another beautiful aspect of this because I uh, again I don't want to just squash this I think they I think no, they're doing I'm not, no we're no we, we're not we are not, we're not coming for you we're we not grow. we're really we not we think what you're doing is awesome we just don't want to see them fall into the same pattern because they're but as, they're going because we've seen startups but the before. but the other thing that's going to hit them besides what you're saying about about where are the academics when the parents start wondering where the academics are and why right. their kid can't write their name at the age of seven right is the other thing that's going to hit them is right now they have 46 students shared among nine teachers what ratio is that diana that's five to one yeah Five kids sure, to great. one teacher. It's, like it's unbelievable. If you give me even a 10 to 1 ratio, if you give me 10 kids right now, I will write each of them an individualized curriculum sure. based on the specific superhero that they like the most. Sure. Or, or the type Which of baking that they like to do. What's their superpower? That's the, That's, the whole yeah. thing of the I, I will write each of them their own curriculum that is interdisciplinary, that is this, model. that is that. But guess what? At some point, they're going to grow because there's we no because we grow <laughs> and also there isn't a single one of these places that ever keeps to their cap whatever their cap is we don't know what their cap is going to be but there's not any of well, these places I'll tell you that, because these places are about growth just like you said they're about growth and so they won't know how to slow down they'll right. only know how to ramp it up they want to go from fourth grade this year to sixth grade next year Pretty soon, sixth grade, by the way, is not elementary anymore. That was, that's it, middle school. It was a beautiful space, and it was large, but it ain't that big. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? So then it becomes about space. And now, you know, all of a sudden, you're going to have a lot of kids vying for attention. It's going to become I, – I, I can sort of see the feces-smeared writing on the walls happening very quickly, and this becoming – a sort of uh, uh, Lord of the Flies situation yeah. if suddenly classes have even 12 kids in them right. and one teacher going, oh my God, I don't know how to cater to all your needs. Uh, give me five names that are really hot right now. Uh, I don't know how to cater to all your needs. Matilda and Ansel and... Uh, Isla. Isla and... <laughs> uh, Sparrow. <laughs> And Firestarter. Yeah. Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix. <laughs> Zephyr. And also like Bowie spelt 15 ways. Oh, and Steven with a seven instead of a V. <laughs> <laughs> Steve. 
Uh, Where's the seven? Oh, it's, it's in a movie. The it's S T E seven E N. Steve. Um, oh my god. You like it, right? You're going to name your kid that now. I, I wasn't George Costanza going to name his he kid? He was going to name his kid seven just without the actual seven in it. Yeah. He was going to name his kid seven. That's exactly <laughs> right. After the Mick. The Mick. Um, oh my so, god. Yeah, no, we don't want to take them down. Now, at the same time, when we're totally done with the article. And Dashel. What, what? There's a lot of kids named Dash. Dashel's and Dashel. good. Yeah. Dashel's good a one. hot one. Um, but spe- also spelt like a million ways. Uh, we were we were discussing it before we came on air, but you know, again, I I have to admire what they're doing there. But obviously, uh, what we understand the the issue to begin with is you, Rebecca and Adam, you didn't need to start a new school. This is just like uh, uh, Jeff Bezos deciding he wants to open preschools in Portland, and it's like you don't need Everyone's to open preschools. Getting on this train. You don't need to. They exist. Give them money. Yeah. I already. We already said it on an early episode. Give them money. Buy them everything in their shopping cart on right. Amazon, and we'll call it a day. Right. You're not going to solve this. No. You're. You're just not. There are teachers and educators. The people there that have are, been studying this for years. There are PhDs out there that are doing this. Yeah. Let them Early do it. Early childhood is like, it's it's going there. Like, it's, it's hello, UPK and 3K. It's yeah. like, it's happening and it's yeah. getting better. And like, it's, the fact that they couldn't find options for their kids means they're not looking. You're, 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 you're a complete you're waste also, if you couldn't. You're a complete waste if you couldn't. But also, like... These are people with means. But also, it's true. But I also think that people are stuck in this narrative of, oh my God, the school system's so bad. Of course. And all we do, even, even in my school, it's the same. And every private school, it's like, we're so lucky that we have all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And this is not the school I work in now. This is every school I've worked in because out there, you know, and then you feel bad because like there's teachers in my school that send their kids to public school but let's, and they're very happy with their situation. Yeah. So it's real. It's not, it's, it's, it's education is an individual experience for everybody. And there could be a kid in some like Brooklyn public school in Carroll Gardens who's doing great Right. Despite the testing and despite this, yeah, there's a lot of kids that aren't doing well. There's kids in private school that do horribly. Right. So it's re- and like yes, every kid deserves a great education, but really, it's more about every kid deserves a small class size. I mean, and that's we've what it comes talked down to. about this over and over again. The only way to solve this problem is to just have a small That's what we're talking about. class size. That's exactly and 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 no and no uh, this is what bothers me because no amount of opting out is gonna get anybody that. You can get right? a crappy teacher this, and give her seven kids and it'll be a great year. This this person uh, again I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda take some shots at Rebecca now, but let's let's actually look at the narrative of this. Okay. Daughter, they live in Chelsea daughter went to a kindergarten for one year where do you think she went i almost guarantee she went to avenues, avenues. yeah we both said the, it at the only same time. the only place she went was avenues now avenues is a terrific place avenues is exactly the kind of place that rebecca and adam would love to see their kid at but you know what happened but for whatever for reason it's not for everybody it might not have been for very their daughter. tech driven it might not have been for their daughter but the other thing is as we said it might just not have been for Rebecca. But they don't have small class sizes there. They don't. But it might just not have been for Rebecca either. And now these are people with means. These are people who can decide, you know what? I don't want to live in somebody else's narrative. I don't want to be right. directed by it's, anybody else. Because I started my own I, business in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. So I can write all the rules. And I can make a school that's just for my daughter. But that's exactly oh, but you know what, what the Blue she's, Man Group did. Oh, but you know what? She's going to have to have a few friends. So I'll let like five other people into it. Yeah. Okay. And then as they grow, I'll let a few more. But it's like, no. This is Blue School's narrative. But again, I don't, I just don't even know why she has to, why they have to even like submit anybody else to the, the torture of this experience. Like of going through what is, again, as we said, is a well trodden path of failure to, to, to have other families go through this with them. Cause it's these other families that are going to suffer 
she Rebecca and Adam and their kids are going to be fine at the end of the day because they they got to write their story and that's right. all that they want to say that they they ever accomplished. But it's these other families when they can't get their kids out of this school and into the next school because you know they know they know they know how to conjugate in Hebrew, but they can't uh, Can subitize up to eight. Right. So like. What what skills have they really learned? What what are they actually developing? I don't know. I this, just I I don't know why they had to s- submit anybody else to that. Why they couldn't have just homeschooled? This was this was the just get Mary Poppins. Just fucking hire Mary Poppins. That's get it. Her. Emma Blunt is available, or whatever. Is that? What it I think that's who it is. Emily now. Blunt. Emma yeah, Blunt? yeah. Emily. 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 Sorry, that was Emma. The other one, Watson. Watson. Okay. Here's the thing. Blue School had this, this was, you basically gave Blue School's narrative. They were like, hey, we're not happy with our kids' education. We're going to start our own thing. And we're also going to bring our rich, famous friends with us to do the same thing. But they did it 15 years ago in a market. They started this market. They did start this market. They started this market. And they were, they were I remember reading the articles. They were trailblazers. They yep. really were. And everyone else is following them now. I remember reading articles just like this one in the Post that were all about Blue School. And and people- I was working there at the time. And people were so I, focused on on the trials and the yes, failures of like the Blue School model. all the time. Oh, Yes. It was like a chapter every week about yes. what's happening there. How are the kids feeling? Are they bored? We hear there's no curriculum. We need to understand. Like people wanted to like get in the game. There was a lot of really great ideas. Of course. And I, I have nothing but amazing things to say about my time there. Which is awesome. But they had a lot of problems. Which you're going to have as, as you a grow. trailblazer. Yeah. That is what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. But the thing is like. This isn't this isn't anyone's narrative anymore. No. Because these schools now exist. They're there. They're, They're all there. over. They're all over. And so again, if you can't find the options and you weren't looking. Yeah. Hard enough. So we're gonna we're gonna cap this off with uh with my PD. Sure. Um because I did Please, a little Please I wanna share. I, I did a little share. I did a little PD this week as well. Um and I got a chance to go, speaking of opting out. Uh, I got a chance to go visit um, a charter school here in Manhattan. And it was, uh, for me, now I've been in charter schools before. I've uh, I've, done, I've visited uh, some charter schools. Yeah, I've done. Some great work happening in charter schools. I've visited charter schools. I've interviewed at charter schools. I interviewed for one in the Bronx. I also, um, I did some of my field work back at Bank Street in a charter school doing uh, tutoring uh, one-on-one. Uh, it was not tutoring; it was reading intervention, actually. But right. anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I know what they look like. I know, I know what the gimmick is. I know every classroom's got a college name. I know this stuff. I know that stuff. But I have to say, I was, I was really blown away being inside these walls. Um, I was really blown away. Now it's in a public school building, because as we know, most charter schools make their homes in existing public school buildings, right. um, getting free rent. Um, and I, I just, I went in and there was such like life and vibrancy just on the walls. Right. The, the art that was around felt so organic to me and not cookie cutter and at well all. And well taught. You could see the, yeah. the skills that were taught in the Exa- art. I could see skills. I could see, uh, crea- Techniques, I could see creative thinking. I could see... You know, all of I could see. You know, using mentors and and uh, Mentor artists, patterns. Yeah. It was really, really fascinating. And then, just uh, as we talked about, just like being in the halls and taking in some of the culture, just like seeing the way. And we, I just brought up Bezos and like just buy them stuff. Listen, this school knew how to buy stuff. Right. Okay. They have the money. They have. They, they have, have the public. They have the, the private funding. They have private funding. They have public funding. So they got money coming in all over. And they knew how to spend money. And it's funny. It's it's one of those things where, like, it really matters. If you buy good stuff, if you buy the good stuff. Right. You know, you don't have to keep spending. You just have to buy the good stuff once. And then it'll just last you for, like, the next five years. Right, right, right. So, like, when you go into a block room and you know an entire block room. And you know that they spent 
three thousand dollars on blocks. Easy. Gener- because that's, because that's, block sets are huge. That's being generous. They probably spent more. They probably spent more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm being conservative in that estimate. Yes. Right. Because block sets are a lot. And this was an entire room filled with blocks all over the place. Yes, it was way more than um, three grand. Yeah. yeah I, I thought, wow, like more power to you. Like you guys really know where to spend your money, where to do it right. Um, and and I, it just made me think back to what you were saying about like, Hey, it's a simple answer. Smaller class sizes. I got another simple answer for you. Fully fund the damn things. Right. Just give the money that's necessary. Yeah. There's no reason. Listen, there were no kids at this school that were buying their own notebooks. Right. My kids buy their own notebooks. That's on some bullshit. My kids also buy the paper towels in my fucking room. And the tissues. That's a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. This is a disaster. This school, there's no, like whole mommy blogs about the yeah. the list that the teacher oh, the list in, yeah. in August. Yeah. So small class sizes and fund the classes. Now again, back to our thesis statement: the fact that this charter school even exists is the problem altogether. Right. 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 Because they're they've opted out. They're siphoning off funds and resources from the public system. These philanthropists who could be doing more to instead of to benefit the system, instead of fixing they just, they just exactly. make their own schools they just make their own schools right um but but i and and also the other thing the other thing that was so disheartening to me was looking at a schedule and seeing that the the students day which also means the teachers day starts at 7 30 and ends at 4 30 which they can only do because they don't uh hire union workers so all of their teachers are non-union which means they're also not, you know, paid to scale, which means they don't receive the same benefits or pension. Right. Um, and that's how you can basically pay them less for doing a much longer job. Or pay but, them more in some some cases. I think if you were Some to, charter schools pay slightly higher than the DOE. Right, no. but I, no, no, no. I, I, oh, of course. No, I complete, that, that I will take I will but take a hundred percent. But this is but this is what I'm saying exactly. When you amortize out uh, what you're making for the hours you're putting in for the days in school, because they also have a longer academic calendar right. than the public school does. Right. They, they start, start in August, August and they end damn near July still. So, which the public school does. So they have more days. They have longer hours. And as you just mentioned, their pension they don't have one. They I have don't their, have one either. Well, they have a they have, yeah, In you know, private, the private things that you can buy into, but whatever. It's definitely a point of contention for me. It's like I think about it all the time. So when you amortize <laughs> it out, it just it, it whatever whatever bump that you see on your paycheck doesn't match out. So again, for me, the whole thing is the opt out, the sort of abuse of power over people who are you know just trying to make a difference in the world. I don't know, rubs me all a little bit wrong. But again, like we're saying with WeWork, I just saw kids smiling the whole time. Right. I saw kids having fun. Like, it's not the torture factory that, like, sometimes people make them out to be. Yes. And and kids were just really happy and learning. And, and so there is something that's really working about these places, which obviously we admire and more power to them. We just... We want to bring you all back into the fold. That's what it's right, about. It's right, about right. bringing you back in so we can all work together on fixing this whole thing, not just like finding the cracks where we can like nestle. Patch up. Yeah. Uh, you you uh, listened to a podcast about this. I did. I listened I, to This a- is one that's been going around. I've been hearing a lot yeah, about this Yeah, so there's one. a podcast called Startup, and I guess it just is about – it. It, each season is about five to seven episodes about a startup. They really dig, dig, dig deep into startups. So I think they did one for, you know, think of an app. They've like probably done it, you know, like Bumble. Fresh, yeah, or Fresh Direct or whatever. Got it. But they decided to do uh, like the original charter school of New York City Success Academy. Right. Which, uh, if you don't know, has had a very very dark history i don't know like conflicted history yeah def i think conflicted, conflicted is the good history, word good not word dark. conflicted history really for the past 
15 years. Yeah, absolutely. Since they um, started. Since they started, which was when I was in grad school, which was about like 2000, uh, like mid 2000s. This was, this was mid aughts, mid aughts. This was one of the cornerstones of the, of Michael Bloomberg's policy. Yes. While this, in office. This is like the, this really got the national charter school movement going. Absolutely. And I was always in the camp of, oh my God, success is evil. Eva Moskowitz, who's the CEO and the founder, is evil. Like, kids are being tortured. They pee themselves. Right. Testing, testing, testing. Like, she's basically, like, taking a bunch of black kids and turning it into, a, like, a militaristic society so they don't end up in jail. Like, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, this podcast, I really, really recommend, especially if you're a teacher, you have to listen to it. It gives, like, both sides of the story. It interviews kids parents both current like former kids that graduated from there um eva herself is in it um former principals current principals former teachers current teachers everyone's opinions in there and it really leaves you feeling like you can make your own your own decision how you feel about it right because really what everybody else was doing the times and everyone else was making you was already deciding for you that it was bad. Yeah. So it's really, really interesting, and I really recommend it. I do see a new side to success that I've never seen before, and I see the, the, the good intention behind it, but the price that they, you have to pay for good intentions to help poor black kids in Harlem and the rest of and the Bronx and all these other places and deep parts of Brooklyn is really, really sad. Yeah. And so it's interesting. It's on my list. I, I am definitely, definitely going to listen to it. I listened to it. Um, I flew to Indiana to visit a friend, and it took the flight going there and the flight going back to do yeah. the whole thing. So I guess yeah. like three hours total. Oh, yeah. That's nothing. I listen to three hours of podcasts every like day in of my one life. Sitting. Yeah. yeah <laughs> every every sitting. single day. Yeah, like me too. Uh, yeah, so. At least three to five. Uh, so that's nothing. It's all research. Uh, yeah, I'm always but like, yeah, no, like, we should why? all go I'm out like, there and listen to start up on Success Academy. This week? I'm like, oh, because my phone. <laughs> it's not me screen time. It's like I was taking a shower or or doing my nails recording right. my apartment. It's just right. like the phone was on right. playing a podcast and that counts as screen time. That doesn't time. even count. That's bullshit. That's audio time. I should just do that on my computer and see what happens instead. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, this... Uh, this is going to do it? This is going to do it for us for, for this episode. Um, but, Diana, you are going to be uh, back with us shortly uh, yeah. for your snack bracket episode. Oh, my God. Are I you can't excited? Wait. I, I was not... Okay. I became a fan of the show during last year's Snack Bracket. That's right. Which I called the Snack Challenge. <laughs> or like, and it's, kind of call- like, it's kind of like the, the Road Rules Real World yeah, challenge. Snack challenge. It's the Snack Challenge. <laughs> so Season 20. I was so jealous of Tony from the Bronx because I know him. <laughs> and he got to eat all the snacks and I didn't. And that's honestly like the reason why I called Gabriel. I'm like, when am I going to be on this show and when can I eat? Um, honey fig triskets right, or whatever. Right. Fig what and was honey the triskets. Fig and honey triskets. Fig and honey you triskets. That was. Well, I, I I I will go to my grave never putting those in my mouth, and I'm so sad about I it. I hope that you're not disappointed. We're we're changing things up a little bit, and I don't want to spoil uh too yeah much. no spoilers. I don't want to spoil put too much no spoilers for the fans in the title of this out there but, podcast. But I do want to say that uh as as people know the the last year's winner. Uh, Fig and, and Honey, Honey Trisket Triscuits. was chosen by the fans, right? It was chosen by the audience. We we had a deadlock between myself and Julian over uh, Smart Food Popcorn and Fig and Honey Triscuit. Smart Food and, Popcorn is the best. And we couldn't, we couldn't decide, so we had to send it to the audience. The audience chose. This year, we're going a little bit further. Uh, not only will the audience choose the final winner, the audience is going to choose the final four. Okay. okay, so they're gonna go. They're gonna go from four to two to one. So you have all the control. So okay. So listeners at home, you want to be listening to all episodes of the Snack Bracket so that you can hear Don't and you get- taste along with us and decide for yourselves what is the snack of 
the 2018 season of 2019. Of, no, no, no. But but see, listen, you play you play the 2018 championship in 2019, right? Do you remember the Super Bowl? That the was Super Bowl was 20, in February. It's for 2018. It was for 2018 season. Okay. So this is the this is 2018's snack of the year. Gabe, I think if aren't isn't there uh, something on Patreon? If you're a patron, if you're a Patreon supporter, you get double votes. Uh, I believe that I believe that is correct. That is that is one of our new uh, our new add ons. Or did I just make that up? It is one of our no. It's absolutely up there. It's one of our new tiers. Um, <laughs> if you, if it's right, if you are a member, uh, sorry, not tiers. Uh, uh, it, uh, no, it uh, whatever it's, uh, they it's, call it. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah if I, you support Patreon at a certain level, if you give it to us at a certain level, we're still yeah. If you actually no, that's not true. If you if you support at even a one dollar level right now, your vote counts double. Okay. Um, if you support at if you like and share on Facebook, if you if you support if you support at a three dollar level, we give you a shout out on the show. Okay. If you support at a five dollar, so shout out to Ellen and Dave. <laughs> if you support, if you support at a five dollar level, uh, you get a shout out. You get the double vote, and. Uh, we'll also let you get to pick a segment topic of your own choosing. You get oh, to well, you get to write in for a topic anything. for anything. You you have to force you get to force Gabriel to discuss anything that you so want. So they get so, to choose the co-host. Uh, they don't get to choose the co-host. No, <laughs> they get to torture me into whatever they want me to do. Discuss. They get to be the co-host. They do not get to be the co-host. Okay. But but I will. I'll, I'll, I'm still in an elite category will, uh, of uh, hosts then. I'll also uh, I'll, I'll call up and uh, and and throw something on the voicemail for you if you want. I don't know why you okay. would want my voice on your voicemail, but you may want it. And as you know, Diana, if we once we get to uh, I believe it's twenty five Patreon supporters, we're gonna do another round of Llama Llama Red, Red Pajama, Pajama freestyles with, with Tony with yeah. Tony from the Bronx, and you know you don't want to miss those. <laughs> Not plug. only am I a host, but I'm also a fan. <laughs> She's been listening all the way over here, folks. Uh, so no, again, no. that's that is gonna Different do it for us. Kind of whiskey. That is gonna do it for us. We will catch you soon with the snack bracket and more. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Diana, for I'm being here. I'm still laughing at how witty I am. <laughs> you are. Oh. Everybody at home is laughing too. Especially Ellen. See ya. The Dull Crayons is a free and independent podcast supported by listeners like you. To show us support and keep us free, stop by our Patreon page at patreon.com slash dullcrayons and write into us at dullcrayons at gmail.com. Along with our hosts for this episode, we'd like to thank Jesse Katz and Gwen Gallitzer for the theme music and Colin Matthews for the logo. <laughs>